you believe it, can you give God a shout of praise? A hand clap of victory. Come on, wave at somebody this morning and just tell them from far away, tell them God's a way maker. Amen. Praise the Lord. You can have a seat this morning. If you're online this morning, I want you to actually put it in the comment box. God is a way maker. Right there, put it in the comment box. Let us know you're there. And we know that God is working and God is moving. Amen. Joel, can you bring me the... That's right. No problem. Sergio, I know you were going to bring it, but you got Ethan. You went to change his diaper. That's a, that's a first priority, all right? That's, that's all right. Just, you know, we know Joel's a Jet fan, so he didn't notice until we told him, you know, but... Congratulations, you guys got a new coach that supposedly is like really good, yeah? And Deshaun Watson says that he wants to go play for the Jets. I mean, I don't know why you want to do that, but a new coach, you get a new quarterback, man, next year might be a very good year for the Jets. Prayer changes things, yes, it does. I mean, the Dolphins need to pray some more, but God is good. Hey, if you weren't here last week, um, if you weren't here last week, and you missed the opportunity to write on the bench when it was in the front. Uh, we've got a, a, a little um, cubby full of Sharpies that'll be here at the end of service, and uh, we'll be doing that. The bench is here. If you have somebody that you are praying for to return to Christ, or someone that you are praying for to come to Christ for the first time, somebody that's never dedicated their life to Christ, they need to enter the rebirth as Nicodemus, as Jesus talked about with Nicodemus in John chapter 3. After service... Or if you're here on a Monday night prayer service or a Wednesday night prayer service, whenever, whenever you're here, you can come up here, grab a Sharpie, come up to the altar, and write their name on there. Uh, if you're watching online and you have someone that you want us to be praying for, last week a few people sent messages in via email or whatnot, just send this, put it in the comment box, and uh, one of our team members will write them down and, and, and so that we can come up onto the pew and write the name or email it to us if you don't want to put it as a public comment so that we can go ahead and pray for those that you are praying for. And as we pray for people who are lost, they will come to Christ. We got to pray for them. And I encourage you, I already heard a testimony on Tuesday. I'm going to let them share it uh, um, in, in the next coming weeks, but uh, of God's faithfulness and somebody that came to Christ. We wrote, we wrote it down on Monday, and I'm sorry, on Sunday, and on Monday the person gave their life to Christ. Somebody that they had been trying to lead to Christ for years. And God is faithful. Oh, there is power in the pew. No, there's power in collective people praying for somebody. The writing it in the pew, that falls into what Habakkuk said, right? Write the vision. We are writing it plain on the tablets. I know at home you can't see it and with the lighting or whatever, but there's probably over 200 names already on the pew. There's names written on the back of the pew, on the sides of the pew. And we are praying. Every prayer service, our intercession team, everybody, as we are praying, we are praying over the names that are written down there. So again, if you're here after service, feel free. Come up here and grab it. The, the Sharpies are sanitized. When you're done, don't put it back in the box. Leave it next to it so we can wipe it down and put it back in the bin for the next person to come on up and grab it and, uh, and going from there to, to go. And Man, God is good, and God is faithful, and God is in control. You know, and, and, and just, if you're online this morning, I just want to take a second to welcome you and thank you for tuning in. 
Because you've made the effort that no matter what was going on, you've been able to tune in and connect. And I encourage you, stay connected to what God has for you. I'm going to be dead honest with you. I miss seeing you. And there's some of you that because of health issues, there's some of you actually that live in other cities and states that tune in. I saw our, 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 our family, uh, Manny and, and Tanya, you guys were online there, uh, which we love you guys. And you guys moved away recently, but you're still connected and we love you. And it was great to see your name on there this morning. And as well, if you're not able to come into the building, just make sure you connect because it is important to be fed by God. Amen? Amen? Come on, can we give God one more hand of praise this morning? So we've been in a series, or we are in a series that is called Re. Re. And Re means again or new. This is part four or week four of this series. And on the first Sunday of the year, we started talking about the fact that God can and will reawaken. Now, to reawaken means to wake something that was once awake. Reawaken. He will reawaken dreams and visions. Things in your life that perhaps you thought were never going to be attainable because of X, Y, or Z, that God has the ability, the power, and the willingness to reawaken. The second week, we spoke about the fact that God renews. He makes new. He renews our mind. He renews our strength. He renews us. He will make us anew. Last week, we spoke about the fact that God is calling us to return to Him. Return. Return to Him. And there are situations in our life that cause us to deviate a little bit from the plan of God for us. And God, like the good father that He is, is always waiting for His son or daughter to come back. And like the good father that He is, He's always looking for new ones to adopt. And so whether we're somebody who had never come to him, he makes a way when they come. And if somebody who walked away, he's ready to bring them back into the fold. And tonight I want to talk about something, another re, and it's the word refill. Refill. Now, if you look up the word refill, it's, it's a very complicated definition. Are you ready? The, the refill is very difficult, very difficult. It means to fill again. Fill again. And God wants to refill every single one of us constantly. And now, if you're taking notes, and, and I hope you're taking notes, I, I want you to jot down this first point this morning, and it's this. God fills us when we come to Him. He fills us when we come to Him. So I, I want everybody to raise their hand if they have ever gone to a restaurant. Can you raise your hand? Have you ever gone to a restaurant? Come on, you can put it higher than that. That's a very pretty mask, by the way. Let's do it this way. If you've never been to a restaurant, raise your hand. I was going to say, man, I got to take you to lunch or what? No, I'm just, I know you're just joking. What happens when you go to a restaurant? You get there, depending on the restaurant, they might tell you, wait for the hostess to seat you or the host to seat you. Some say just have your own seat. But when you are at the table, one of the very, very, very first things that they do, especially if the waiter is good, is approach your table with a full glass of water. 
I mean, if it's a good restaurant or if the waiter or the waitress is good, you don't even have to ask for water. It kind of annoys me a little bit when you go somewhere and it's like, can I get water? It's like, you know, I'm thirsty, I'm parched, can I get some water? I've actually, I've been to some restaurants where the food was good, so we went again, but I had had a bad experience with my water. So I remember going to a waiter, the waiter came and I was like, listen, bring me two glasses of water. And he looked at me and he's like, two, I was like, yeah, I want two glasses for me so that when I run out with one, I can start drinking the other one by the time you get here to fill the other one. And he's like, I promise you, sir, I'm going to make it my mission today that you will never have an empty cup. I'm only bringing you one. And the guy did very well. I actually left him an extra tip. He was like, man, you did good. Every single time that I drank a little water, that guy was coming by and Shh. He took care of me. He did. He took, he took care of me. But like in that very good restaurant, when you come to God, he fills you. He fills you. But can I tell you something? And if you're jotting things down, I want you to write this down. We all require refilling. We all require refilling. So I want to start this morning in the book of 1 Kings. Go to 1 Kings chapter 19. Now, before I start reading, I want to tell you what took place here. In 1 Kings chapter 18, there's this little known prophet by the name of Elijah, right? Now, Elijah, he went and, and, and he challenged the prophets of Baal. They had been worshiping this false god, and he tells the prophets of Baal, he's like, hey, y'all, y'all worshiping the wrong guy. So let's do something. Let's have a little contest. And if Baal wins, let everybody worship God, uh, Baal, but if God wins, then that's where it's at. And so he tells Baal, he's like, hey, you know what? I'll let you guys take the field first. After all, I got home field advantage, so you can take the field first. And the 450 prophets of Baal, they come and and they start singing and they start shouting and they start cutting themselves because it was one of the things that people did in worship to Baal. And Elijah, this guy's by himself, and he's looking at him, he's like, hey, why don't you yell a little louder? Maybe he's sleeping. Hey, hey, maybe he's busy. Come on, a little more. Get a little bit louder now. A little bit louder now. I can imagine just the stadium rocking that, right? And nothing happens. And when he gets tired of watching them try it, he says, all right, enough. It's it's, it's my time. And he goes and he goes, just to show you how good God is and how powerful he builds the altar. He says, bring me 12 buckets of water. And they bring them and they pour all this water over the wood and over the altar, right? And now, I don't know if you've ever lit a campfire or a fire pit. You don't wet the wood. As a matter of fact, you store the wood in a dry place so that the next time you got to use it it, 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 it can light, right? So they pour 12 buckets of water. Then he's like, no, 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 it's not wet enough. Come on, bring me more. And they bring him another 12 buckets of water. It was so wet that the Bible says that the trough around the altar was full of water. And all Elijah did after everything was wet, he looked and he says, God, show up. And it says that fire fell from heaven, consumed the sacrifice, licked up or lapped up all of the water and consumed it. And then Elijah pulls out a sword and says, y'all thought I was joking. And he takes out all the prophets of Baal. He kills all 450 prophets of Baal. Now, do you know what happened after Elijah finished that? The dude was on empty. 
He was so on empty that Jezebel, the queen, sends a message to him that says, tomorrow at this time, I'm going to have your head on a platter, the same way that you killed the prophets of Baal. And you know what he did because he was on empty? He ran away. And he ran away and he actually prayed to God, take my life. You ever been there? So empty. And in that emptiness is where we find ourselves right now in 1 Kings chapter 19. I'm going to start reading in verse number 5. It says, Then as he lay and slept under a broom tree, suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. Then he looked, and there by his head was a cake bread on coals and a jar of water, which, let me interject here, he didn't bake or prepare. All right? So he ate and drank, and he laid down again. Verse 7, And the angel of the Lord came back the second time, touched him, and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for you. In other words, refill, because your tank's on empty, but you're not done. Verse number eight, so he arose and ate and drank, and he went in the strength of that food 40 days and 40 nights as far as Horeb, the mountain of God. Arise and eat. Church, can I tell you, every single one of us requires refilling. See, at a restaurant, your cup needs refilling for one of two reasons. Number one, you drank it. Or number two, you spilled it. Anybody ever spill a cup of water? Or anybody have any of their children spill cups of water? I mean, sometimes I think they have competitions as to who can spill more. But can I tell you that no matter how the water was removed from the cup, whether you drank it or you spilled it, they both require refilling. And there's things in our life that consume our water. It may be serving. It may be doing something for God, like Elijah had just finished doing. Or it may be because life happened. And you got into a car accident. Or you got let go. Or you had an issue with your, done, or your son or your daughter or something happened. And that has removed water from you. Any which way it happened, we still require refilling. But can I give you really good news this morning? God gives unlimited refills. And all we need to do for it is ask. See, I want you to go to Acts. Go to Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. If you're with me, say amen. You can do a little louder than that. If you're with me, say amen. amen. All right? If you're online and you're with me, put something in the comment box. Put an amen there in the comment box. All right. Acts chapter 4, I'm going to start reading in verse 23. I'm going to read verse 23 through verse number 30. Look what it says. And being let go, this is talking about Peter and John, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So when they had heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord and they said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them. Why, by the mouth of your servant David have said, who by the mouth of your servant David have said, 
Why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your service that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Do you know what Paul, I'm sorry, what Peter and John prayed for? A refilling. A refilling. We all require refilling. You know, we get refilled in a variety of different ways. We get refilled by coming to church, by tuning in and listening, right? I mean, none of you came here today because you're like, you know what? I want to go to 3W today to see Pastor David's hair and his shirt. Maybe he wears a new shirt. I want to see if he still maintained the weight that he lost. If he, if he, like, none of y'all show up to church for that. And if you did, don't tell me, and I'm praying for you, and I'm happily married. Just being there, all right? That's not what you come to church for. That's not what you tune in for. You tune in, you come to church to receive an impartation from God through the time of worship, through the time in the word, and through the fellowship with each other. Right? That brings that unity and that brings that refilling and that refreshing. Can I tell you something? You guys come to church and you get refilled. I come to church to pour out. So then it's my responsibility to ensure that when I leave here, I get refilled in time to minister again on Wednesday night to the young adults or on Friday to the youth or next Sunday. And if I don't, you know what's going to happen? I'm not going to be able to bring you anything that is fresh for you to be able to continue going in your journey. We all require refilling. This is why we read the word on a daily basis. Because there's the other caveat that you need to understand. Just getting filled up today is not enough. You know, we put gas in the car. And it may be enough to last you a week based on what you drive. Maybe you drive not a lot right now, especially because of the pandemic, you're working from home, whatever. Maybe a gas tank lasts you two weeks or three weeks or whatever the case might be. But if I fill up my gas tank and I start driving, guess what? If I stop at Orlando, I'm going to need to fill the tank again. Depending on what poured out, I'm going to need to refill. But we serve a God that gives unlimited refills. We serve a God that does not limit how many times he fills us. But what do we need to do? We need to ask for the refill. Like, you know, when you're at the restaurant and you're out of water or you're out of the soda or whatever you ask for, and you see the waiter or the waitress all the way on the other side, and you're like, yo. And then they come over, and it's like, can I help you? And it's like, I'm parched. And they're like, I'll be right back. And they go and they grab the pitcher and they come on over and they pour water to refill. You ask. And with God, it's the same way. You ask 
for a refill. And look at what happened in verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word with boldness. Now, uh, let me explain something to you. The main characters in this passage are Peter and John. Peter and John had been with Jesus. Peter and John had been commissioned by Jesus to go and make disciples. Peter and John had been with Jesus during Acts in chapter 1 when Jesus said, hey, the time is coming. It's, it's, it's a few days away when the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you and he's going to baptize you and fill you with power. Then in Acts chapter 2, it says that they were all together in one accord in the upper room praying and the Holy Spirit came and filled the room and every single one of them was filled with the Holy Spirit. And you know what happened when they were filled with the Holy Spirit? They went outside and Peter began to preach. The Bible says that 5,000 people that day in that message came to Jesus. And that everybody understood in their own languages what Peter was preaching. If you look at Acts chapter 3, it says that Peter and John were walking by and they healed a man that, 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 that was coho. The word in English went away from me. I don't know why. He was lame. Coho sounds better. They healed this man that was lame. He couldn't walk. And then they keep going and they get to the temple and they're all upset at them because they're healing people. And because people are coming to Jesus and they arrest them and they throw them and then they go to start talking to them. And they're like, wait a second, y'all speak like people with understanding and authority, but we know you ain't got a college degree and, and you don't have much information and you haven't been saved long enough or, or X, Y, or Z would people put as limitations as to why you can't be used by God. They said every other thing that they could. And then when they understood that they spoke with authority, they threatened them and said, y'all can't talk about this Jesus anymore. So what had Peter and John just done? They had been filled with the Holy Spirit and they had poured and poured and poured and poured and then they were th arrested and threatened. So they went back to the body of believers and they said, let's pray. And they said, God, they're not coming against me, they're coming against you. And God, I've been pouring and pouring and pouring, so I'm a little parched right now. I'm a little thirsty right now. And you know what God did? The one who gives unlimited refills, he came and again, he filled them with the Holy Spirit and with boldness. And they went out and continued to heal people. And they went out and continued to pray for people and get people saved. They were filled in order to pour. And I want you to understand something this morning. You and I are created by God to be pitchers. See, the purpose of a pitcher is not to maintain something cold. A purpose of the pitcher is not to maintain something hot. The sole purpose of a pitcher is to be filled in order to fill other cups. And you and I are called by God to come to him and he fills us instantly. And after he fills us, we're called to go and fill others and then go back to him to get refilled in order to refill and get refilled in order to refill and get refilled in order to refill. That is our role. And God wants to refill us, but not just so that you're full. Because I mean, have any of you ever filled a pitcher with water and put it in your fridge 
Come on, come on. Anybody? Yes, yes. Okay, what happens after that pitcher is in the fridge for a few days? Does the water taste the same? No, the water starts tasting like everything else in the fridge. It does pretty disgusting, yeah. If you had lemons in the fridge, it starts tasting, you know, a little weird. If you had fish in the fridge, you go get the water, it tastes weird. It starts, you end up having to pour out that water because the pitcher wasn't made for storage. And you know what happens? We have a lot of Christians who all they want to do is, Lord, fill me so that I can feel good, so that I can feel useful, so that I can say, oh, I'm a fool. I got this. But that's not the purpose of the filling. The purpose of the filling in your life is to help you, but to then go out and fill others, to fill you and fill others. So I want you to write that down this morning. God fills us to fill others refilled to refill refilled to refill refilled to refill i said it a little while ago it doesn't matter if you drank all the water in the cup or if your kid knocked the cup over both of them require a refill and perhaps today you came to church in a place where you were dry. And it's not because you necessarily refilled a bunch of people this week, but it, because life happened this week. And it was hard. I can't tell you how many daily conversations I have with people who are going through hard. But you know why we have the conversations? So that we can pray. And you know what happens when we pray in agreement? There's refilling. See, my responsibility at that moment is, hey, how are you doing? What's going on? Let's refill. And ask the question, what are you doing to maintain yourself filled so that you can fill others? Are you reading the Word of God every day? See, that's the way we get filled. Are you listening to worship and worshiping God and opening your mouth every single day? Because that's the way that we get filled. Are you plugged into one of our small groups? so that you can be getting, getting filled on different days? Are you, are you plugging into prayer service? Are, are you plugging in? Are you saying, fill me? Because God wants to fill you. You. He wants to fill you with the purpose of filling others. Everything we see in today's news, social media, all these different things, all of those things are stopping and taking away from us. All of it. And as believers, there is a whole lot of us that instead of using those as avenues to fill people, we use it to say everything that's going on that's wrong. But I challenge you, be filled to refill. And when you're done refilling someone else, just go back and say, can I get another refill? See, God is not like the, store, the restaurant that tells you, oh, yeah, yeah, you get one refill. Or the one that tells you, oh, no, 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 there is no refills. As a matter of fact, God's not like the restaurant that says, do you want anything to drink? And you say, I only want water, and they give you a face. That ever happened to anybody before? I don't drink soda. I don't really drink juices and I don't drink anything. All I drink is water. So I get, you, you, it happens all that. I, I, you know, pet peeve, sorry. Get to the thing and it's like, 
Funny thing, uh, we have uh, these specials today. This, that, and I was like, we just want water. My wife wants lemon in hers. And they just walk away with this face. Like, your face shall be reflected on that tip. Sorry, digress. See, God's not like that. God refills whatever you ask of him to refill. He refills the water, or he refills the soda, or refills the coffee, or refills the cheese sticks, or the arroco gallo pinto, or the churraco, or whatever you're eating or doing. No matter what it is, you say, God, I need a refill, and God comes and brings you back some more. What do we need to do? We need to ask. We need to ask for that refill. Worship team, run up here. Chris, if you can start playing something, just run up here and start playing. Church, you are made to pour out. To be filled and to pour out. And I'm going to do something this morning. If you came into this building today saying, I need a fresh refill from God. I want to pray for you. And we're going to open up the altar in a minute. Please make sure you're wearing your masks. And you're going to come up here and I'm just going to pray over you. If you're watching online, I want to pray for you too. I have a laptop sitting here that's going to be brought up to me in a minute. And if you're online and you say, I need a touch from God, I'm sitting in my home here, wherever it might be, and I want a refill from God, put it in the comment box. I want a refill. And after I'm praying for, done praying for people, I'm going to pray over you specifically by name. So whether you're on YouTube or you're on Facebook, put it in that comment box. So let's go ahead and stand to our feet. And if you this morning say, I need a fresh filling. Regardless of the reason, whether it be that life happened and so the cup was spilled and you got here today saying, man, I'm dry and I'm thirsty and I need a refill. You're going to come up and I'm going to pray with you. Or perhaps you came here today and you're saying, man, I'm, I'm spent because Yesterday, I, I ran into somebody and, I, and, and they were going through something and God used me to pray over them and, and I just need a fresh touch so I can go pray for more people. So I can go bless more people. Come up to the front. Whoever says, I want to refill today, you're just going to line up in the middle and I'm going to pray for you. And if you're online, put it there in the comment box so that I can pray with you. Church, let's continue to pray as we pray for the refill on all of these that have put it here on the comments and father right now in the name of jesus over my sister tanya her husband manny father we pray for a refill father you refill right now refill to refill others father you strengthen and you fill their cup in jesus name lord over dalimar this morning i pray for a refill i thank you father for your filling her and your filling michelle and Alyssa. and i thank you father for as you refill them they refill into others and pour into others lord i pray over lisette barrett right now in jesus name i pray a refill father right now in the name of jesus she feels your refilling she feels you filling her cup to the point where it runs over so that she can pour out and fill into others in jesus name lord i thank you for you you are the God that is refilling. 
You are the God that is refilling. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus over Geneva. Father, you refill her to fill others. Father, you refill her to fill others. Lord, I don't know whose name this is, but I declare, Father, as they are trusting in you, Father, you refill so that they can fill others. You are the God who refills so that they can fill others. Over Yamila, you refill right now so that she can fill others. Father, over Marianne right now, you refill so that she can fill others in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father, for you are the God that refills. You are the God that is filling every cup, every single cup. You are refilling over Marielle right now and Josvani and their children. I declare a refill. Father, you are refilling them right now in Jesus' name, strengthening their body. Declare healing, Father God, and your hand upon them in Jesus' name. Over Isabel, right now in the name of Jesus, we pray for that refill. God, you are refilling her right now and her family in the name of Jesus. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, you are filling. You are refilling. 